This is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Leffler. And good day to you. This is Bob right here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals like you, where we explain why everything you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong, and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite. I'm joined by my trusty sidekick and co-host, the lovely Ramon B. How are you, Ramon? I am fantastic. Glad to be here, as always. It's a joy to look at your face. All right, that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. enough. Okay. This is constantly sucking up. He's he's obsequious. Looking for a raise, baby. sycophantic. I like that. And also, we have a repeat offender. I mean, uh, a person who's been on previously, the lovely Robin Denio. Hello. How are you? Now you're you're back on the show. Do you know why? Because, well, I don't really want to say it. Because <laughs> you're stupid, funny, and we look for that. Well, that's. I was thinking something else, but I'm, I kind of like what you said a lot better. Yeah. Super, super stupid, funny. We we look for that. So uh, you had some <laughs> questions uh, about today's topic, which just happens to be real estate. Now you're brand new in real estate. Is that true, Robin? I'll just say yes. <laughs> Tell any lie as long as the host goes along. Yeah. Well, how new are you in real life? A year. Okay. And then how many uh, listings or how many closings have you had in your first year? I've had one closing and three leases. Okay. You're new. It's official. Yes. I'm new. So you got hoodwinked into signing up for fearless agent coaching, and now you're uh, you're happy you did. I, I assume. I'm very happy. I did. I'm I'm upset with myself today. Oh, good. Let's hear all. We're going to plumb the depths of uh, okay. self. What do they call that? Self doubt. Self. Uh, loathing. Self loathing. There we go. <laughs> that was a movie. Makes for good podcast. That's for sure. Yeah. So let's go. The today's topic is self loathing. Yeah, can't beat that. I said that as if I was on NPR. Did you know that? Today's topic is Sounds like a great movie. Loathing. Oh, that's a good movie. Who was in that movie? That was Johnny oh. Depp. Um, no, what was it? Uh, no. Fear and Loathing. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Right? It wasn't Johnny Depp. Yeah. Yes, it was. I thought it was Nicolas Cage. Nope. Nicolas Cage was in Leaving Las Vegas. Oh, that's right. Yep. That's right. Yeah. Okay, now that that's why you pay me the big bucks. Baby. Yeah, that's why we pay him the big bucks for useless movie trivia. So you went on your first uh, almost fearless agent listing presentation. Is that right, Robin? Well, to be very fair and honest, this was my second one. Well, we don't want to be fair, but we do want to be honest. So to be honest, this was my second one. Mm-hmm. And what happened on the first one? The first one. I knew the per- the people, and I wasn't as prepared. I mean, I felt like I did all the four questions, so I was prepared with that. But they wanted to talk about price, but they didn't say they wanted to sign with me that night, so I did not talk about price. Did they list with somebody else? They did. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, part- partly, I'm guessing, because they knew you were new, right? The first one, no, I, I don't, I don't know. I think they wanted, 
the commissions to be really low, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. I mean, that's my, my opinion, but I could be wrong because mm-hmm. you've been doing this a lot longer than me. <laughs> well, it's very common that, that a brand new agent signs up for coaching. They've never been on a uh, listing presentation before uh, in their life. That's partly, partly what I want to talk about today with you. And yes. they, they learn the, the listing presentation, fearless agent listing presentation and pricing presentation. They get their very first listing that they ever went on at 7%. It's a one-year listing. It's priced right, all that, uh, which is kind of a miracle when that happens, I would be willing to admit. And they, and they always say, oh, I screwed everything up, but it worked. So these are magic tricks that work even when you – suck at it but the key is that you don't want to skip any steps so right and then the first the first one they wanted me to come like literally like a week after i signed up with you and just Mm -hmm. i literally just got all of your presentations and i tried to learn it within 24 hours Mm -hmm. and and you proved you were a slow learner on the last time you were on the show so we don't need to worry about that that's fine (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, definitely new, for sure. Mm-hmm. But she's funny, so that we we overlook all that stuff. That's why I'm here, right, too, with exactly. you. That's why you're not here for your looks, Ramon. No, I'm not. Right now. So, uh, <laughs> unless you well, like ZZ Top, guys. Huh? Nothing, sorry. <laughs> when I say, huh, don't say nothing. It's radio. We have to fill the airtime. So the, I'm not supposed to t- say it out loud. You told me not to, so I'm not going to. What, what are you? <laughs> now I'm curious what she was not supposed to say out loud. You, you always say you're old and you forget, so it probably doesn't Oh, matter. no, I'm old and I forget. That's all true. Now, uh, what other questions did you have? Oh, you went on the second I, one, the one you just went on, and didn't. Yes, uh, well, and that was, that was a FISBO, which worked. Your cold call with the FISBO worked. So they, they did say, we, I made an appointment with them, and but then when I looked it up, she said, the last thing she said to me, well, I don't know, the house will be sold by then, but you had said show up anyways. I found out on one of these sites I'm on, it said the house was sold, but I went anyways, and when I went there, they opened the door, let me in. I honestly... And it was not they, sold, as it turned out. No, and I was very, I didn't, honest, I think I set myself up that they were going to shut the door on me. Like, I set myself up for that. And She kept her expectations so, low. <laughs> That's a good idea. It was very low. Like, I honestly <laughs> did not think that they were going to let me in the house. And they opened it. The husband was there. I think if you're family. wearing the hockey mask, that sometimes happens. So, <laughs> or ditch mask, that. You yeah. know, I don't, let's not talk about masks. But, um, so... We went through, I did the four questions. Um, I thought it went well with that. And then where the stumble was is that I did not have the listing agreement filled out for, out for them. I did not have a but did you? But you did have it with you. I did have it with me, mm-hmm. but it wasn't theirs. It was with another address on it. How'd that happen? Uh, my printer broke. And I just brought what I had in my folder. Oh, and, well, again, there's I, lesson number one. Here's what I want you to do. Make make copies, make listing kits, okay? Okay. So in the listing kit, 
you would want to have this. So I always took the client's file, which was in the Manila folder, my favorite product from the Philippines, and then uh, I would have a listing kit, a, a, a bunch of them in my car. So I've always had like nine or ten of them in my car. So in the listing kit would be these things in this order. So on top would be the seller property disclosure statement. That's that thing they fill out saying, I am aware of this and unaware of that. And then next would be the legal language to the listing contract, the agreement between me and them. And then next would be uh, lead-based paint or any other disclosure forms that have a $10,000 fine attached to it, if you forget to fill it out. Uh, Agency. Um, any other disclosures like uh, here we have like pool disclosures, uh, wastewater, mm-hmm. you know, like a septic, that kind of th- – those kind of things. Well, the IADS too, right? Well, she's using big letters. In a, do you know what the IDES is? Uh, he uh, has no IDES. Information about brokerage ser- services. What Say that again? Information about brokerage services. Is that something that has to be disclosed to every client? Yes. Mm-hmm. So that any any disclosure stuff that has to be turned into your broker, you won't get paid. And then um, then next after all that would be the property profile. You know how many bedrooms, the measurements, all that kind of stuff would be the last thing in there. Okay. okay. So always just take those with you. And I'm not the guy who fills in the 7% ahead of time because if they uh, uh, hack me off a little bit, I might raise it to 20%, you know, something like that. So <laughs> just just leave them, you know, and, and I'm a fan of paper. I'm not signing on an iPad or something that might lose power and, and keep me from getting the listing. No DocuSign okay. ever. That would never happen on a listing agreement. I think in the okay. future it will have to happen that way, perhaps. But uh, paper is the way to go. Hand them a pen, and then uh, I and say, "I need you right here." So that's so you'll always have that with you. So be prepared. And then um, the other thing that happened to you that I think is a lesson to learn is now you had done a CMA. I did not do a CMA for them. Okay. So that was a mistake. You would you would want to be prepared to get the listing in one visit. So what did happen is you showed up, you got to the end of the listing presentation, and they did say they were gonna they were sold on you and we're gonna do business with you. Isn't that correct? Yes. And I, I asked them twice. I said, So that is a yes and they said mm-hmm. yes. And mm-hmm. I said, Okay. And then I was looking at the papers and I was like, Well, I was about to talk about signing it and then I noticed that they did not have the right address. I didn't tell them that, but I did. I fumbled. I definitely fumbled there. And I think that's, but then she started asking me questions. Well, about, you had no clue on the pricing also. Is that also true? Well, I, I did because I know the area. So I, and she, they're FISBOs. So I know there, it doesn't matter what they think, but their price was about pretty, it actually was pretty accurate for that area. What was that? Seven. They were doing seven nineteen. 
Okay. No, no sane, fearless agent would ever list it at 720, so it would have been 699 if they were correct about fair market value being 719. Right. And then I did ask how much they owe. Let me, let me just expand on that since you're new. Okay. So in that price range, there are no, there is no such thing as 725, 775. There is 750. There is uh, 700. And there is 800. So the 50s and the 100s are the only thing that matter. Now, when you get above a million, there are no 50s. There certainly are no 25s. It is everything is priced on the even number. So luxury, in in, in when you get above million, it's always going to be an even 1.2. You don't do premium pricing like uh, you know, like when you buy gas. It's today is what is it 12.99 a gallon. So, <laughs> thank you, Joe. Uh, so, so you Let's go, Brandon. You do eight ninety nine nine, seven ninety nine nine. You know, seven forty nine nine in that price range. Above a million, it's always an even one point one, one point two, one point three. At a million, it would be nine ninety nine. Okay, so let me ask you a question about that because on the presentation with the. Railroad track pricing presentation. That's, uh-huh. that's probably because you were going at a lower. Number. Let's all follow Never. along out there in radio and TV land. So draw a long horizontal line. If you are not a fearless agent, you don't know what I'm talking about. So draw a long page width horizontal line in the very middle. Draw a little hash mark going up and down about an inch, and then to to the right of that, you know, about an inch later, draw another vertical hash mark and and so on. To both ends of the line. So in the middle is where you would put when you're doing your pricing presentation, seven hundred, because your guess so the, at fair market value was seven hundred ish. So the question I have is: in that presentation, you say that most agents will do like seven nineteen or six eighty three, and then you say, "Well, mm-hmm. if you're willing to pay." 683 why wouldn't you be willing to right so so exactly so 719 719 is what they were asking now they weren't on the mls so it wouldn't matter because they're completely invisible to every single buyer no one knows their house is for sale but on the mls every single buyer will know your house is for sale that wants to buy a house like yours and can afford it or you will be completely invisible to every single buyer so to the right of the 700, which is in the middle hash mark, you would put 750 in this price range. Now, in a lower price range, below 500, you would do 425, 450, 475. But in this price range, the 25s and the 75s don't matter because in the history of real estate, no agent has ever sat down at the MLS and searched 725 and below. I mean, it happens once in a great while, but they they tend to search on the even hundreds when you get up that high or the 50s occasionally. So 750, then 800 to the right of that, and then below 700, you'd have 650 and then 600. So why did you why did you pick 699 for this this situation instead of an even even 700? Yes. Well, what's the difference between um, 600 and some thousand and 700 and some thousand in thousands? 
Ten. Ten dollars? Thousand. Ten thousand. No, it's actually one dollar. So six hundred and ninety nine nine sounds a hundred thousand cheaper than seven hundred thousand. You're that that's a brain trick that works in retail. Okay. Yeah. You think it's cheaper. Like when it's, they always say nine ninety nine. Yeah, but it's that, really that's cheap. real. It works. That that's every retailer in America does do that for a very good reason. Is because your brain tricks you. You know, so you would be priced at six ninety nine. Now you would might argue a realtor might argue, well, gee, if somebody was searching from seven hundred to a million, then I would show up in the search, which is true. At, if you price it at six ninety nine, and somebody is searching from seven hundred to a million, you would not show up in the search. But here's another little rule of thumb: when somebody is searching from seven hundred to a million, which they never do, they put a ceiling in their search, not a not a bottom. But even if they did, the guy who's searching from seven hundred to a million never buys the seven hundred because those houses look like crap compared to the millions. So they're never right. going to buy at the bottom end of their search ever. They always buy at the top plus another hundred grand usually. So it wouldn't matter. So you want to be pri- in in this case if you had gotten the listing, you would either be priced at six ninety nine nine, or you'd be priced at six ninety nine nine. Sixty nine nine. Now okay. the moral of the other story was, let's say I price it at. Um, Seven nineteen nine, okay, like they did again. They're for sale by owner, so no one knows their house is for sale at all. <laughs> no real buyer, real buyers with real money have realtors, and the realtors are searching the MLS. The realtor is not going on to Zillow. The realtor is not going to you know Fizbo dot com or whatever. So right. they they find out that the house is for sale through the MLS. Now, if I were to price the house at seven nineteen nine, then what happens is I'm getting the same number of buyers as if I had asked seven fifty, and I'm giving away thirty thousand dollars, and I'm not getting any new buyers for it. So the moral of the story is in each one of those little slots. You know, between six hundred and six fifty, between six fifty and seven hundred, between seven hundred and seven fifty, between seven fifty and eight hundred, there are a and between eight hundred and eight fifty. There's a number of buyers swimming around out there, willing to live in and afford a house like yours. Let's say between eight hundred and eight fifty, there are zero. Let's say between seven fifty and eight hundred, there are five. If there's five there below seven fifty, there's thirty five, and below seven hundred, there's a hundred and thirty five. In other words, you get down to one dollar, and every single person on planet Earth is there. So you don't get twice as many; you get like eight times as many when you get below that next little price point. And then that's when you do the negotiations, correct? I like to call it screw job. Hard. I don't like to call it negotiation, uh, but yeah. So what would you call it? Bend you and breach load you is what I like to call it. <laughs> As they say in the business. Is that what they say in the business? That's what I say in the business. I don't All know right. what they say. I just know what I say. All right. And come to Bend over. This is a stick up. Something like that. Yeah. 
We'll bend you over and... Breach load you. Um, mm-hmm. That's your new motto. That's what should be on your <laughs> yes. list. <laughs> right. That's my new motto. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, okay. I have yours, the questions. Um, when, well, let me start with, so when I was there, so I got to that that point of asking them... Did we just forget to do the headlines of the day? We did, oh, but the uh, bend over part, I think, is a pretty good headline. <laughs> we'll just go with that. We Biden forgot to do the headlines of the day. How did we allow that to happen? Oh, my God. But you also did say Joe Biden's name and bend over in this, you know, the same podcast. Well, so there you go. There you go. <laughs> and you mm. talked about gas. Yeah. So. Okay, thanks. She's re, re- She's recalling <laughs> well, the jokes. She's paying attention. That's good. I, was, I will say this story. I was out to buy... Um, I went out to buy some organic fruit. Okay. So I go out to the grocery store to buy some organic fruit, and I said to the guy, uh, I said, have these apples been sprayed with any poisons because I'm buying these for my wife, and I should be done with the police interviews later today. (laughs) (laughs) But that's just a personal story. So uh, what was your next question, Robin, that we got that crap out of the way? Okay, um, that was a good one too. So, um, <laughs> rate a joke. <laughs> Come to the podcast and rate the jokes. Oh, you don't want no. that, do you? We don't want that. No, we will have none of that. Um, so we got to the point they said yes, and we walked around the house. I asked them where they were moving, all the stuff, right? And uh, but then when I got to that point of talking about the price, we did go over it. And I did explain, to the best of my ability, the the railroad. But mm-hmm. I didn't. I so, didn't so the moral of the story was, you were not competent at the fearless agent pricing presentation yet. No, not the way that I felt yeah. like I. Knew and you I hadn't done a market it. analysis of your own that would either uh, confirm what their thoughts were or uh, prove right. they and were on crack. What stumped me also is she asked me how long I was, how many listings I, I have, and then she asked That's what I wanted to talk about. How long have you been in the business, Robin? And your answer of, oh, let's see, look at your watch. <laughs> it's been about 10 minutes now. Uh, not a good answer. So the the secret to I that. I just looked at her. I was, I mean, honestly, I just said what I had going on because it was true. But then I mm-hmm. did say. No, I don't want to know what you said. I'm going to tell you the right answer. Okay. Yeah. So I just got a call here from looking at my phone. I get these little calls on my phone. You ever get that, Ramon? No. Yeah. So uh, if you had friends, you could buy friends, by the way. So uh, uh, Jonathan, he calls me. So he's one of those guys that he learned the presentations very quickly. And I'm not a, a very fast learner, so I don't need everybody to do that. But he went on his very first presentation, and they said, you, you blew me away. So he is very young. You know, they, no one has to ask him how long, how many years have you been in real estate? He was in high school three weeks ago. So when you, when you look like that, you know, uh, and then you just completely kill it on the listing presentation and the pricing presentation, they go, Wow. Uh, this kid's on the ball, you know. So that's what you're trying to do. And and the good news is you're only competing with realtors, so it's not like you have a, a problem. It's a pretty low bar. 
the real estate industry has set the bar so low, it's pretty easy to step over and look, look, look like you know what you're doing. So that's, that's how you combat that. You don't have a okay. – there's no snappy comeback to how long have you been in the business that would be honest, which you have to be, that is going to help your cause. But I always okay. say this. I say the reason we're going to do business or not is going to be not how long have I been in the business, what are my stats, what are my company stats or any of that baloney. Oh, you, you, you did mention one thing. Uh, but anyway, I, I was going to say – uh, it's because what I'm telling you sounds like good common sense and not a bunch of realtor tricks like the other realtors do. So I'm completely different than all the other realtors you're going to meet with. That would be the reason for us to do business. If we don't do business, then you are going to do business with a, a different agent, which is fine. And by the way, it wouldn't matter which one you pick. They're all the same. Any questions? Just like that. Oh, that's such a great. It's like I just have to remember that. That's now I have. Well, thank God this is real. Are we recording this? No, no. Okay, why yes. the hell would we? So, so the, yeah, we used to, and then we said, no, that's a lawsuit in the market. <laughs> don't, don't record any of this crap. We're in the witness protection program now. So the uh, uh, I think I told you the story, but when I was I was a Century Twenty One agent, and uh, my broker came to me at my little cubicle. And he said, hey, Bob, now I was in a uh, Mesa, Arizona, which is about, I don't know, 20 miles from Scottsdale or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would commute to go to that office. But all of my business was in Scottsdale. So so my broker came to me and he said, uh, hey, Bob, I got this guy on the line. He's um, uh, in California. And uh, his wife is a Century 21 agent, and he's selling his mother's house, and it happens to be in Scottsdale. So, uh, and this is before I was a fearless agent, and and uh, you know I was doing the same listing presentation, but I hadn't perfected it. I had didn't have the pricing presentation and all that yet. So uh, he he's he's on the phone. He says, "Hi, Bob." Bob. He goes, "My mother is uh, selling her house in Scottsdale." And um, we're interviewing agents, and uh, I just want to know how many years you've been in the business, how many houses you've sold in her neighborhood, how many uh, list, how many of your listings sell, and uh, what is the ratio of the list price to the sales price on your particular listings. So I didn't have any good answers to that. So I just happened to think of this. I said, well. Uh, John, I just want you to know that when we do business, my expectations of you are going to be extremely high. You are not – I'm not going to allow you to get away with any kind of crap. Uh, you're going to do exactly what I tell you to do. And then he interrupts me and he says, oh, oh, well, great. He goes, I'll tell you what then. Just go ahead and send me the listing and I'll uh, uh, you know, have it filled out and I'll, and I'll sign it. He just completely backed down when I said that and I go, oh – well, that's the right answer to that, you know. So, so you could do that too. I don't remember because that's like literally exactly what they said to me, almost word for word, mm-hmm. about the metrics. And you did say that I'm not her assistant. Right. And I'm not I, her when somebody assistant. says, uh, uh, you know, usually it's other agents will say this to the listing agent. They forget that the listing agent is God. And the buyer agent is the zit on the gnat's butt of real estate. So they'll say, hey, can you, 
fill this out or do this and send me this or send me the the uh, copy of the property disclosure. And I, I, I'd say, uh, no, I'm not your assistant, but thank you for asking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm not so, going to do anything. Okay. So then the, quest, the other question was, when do you have them sign the agreement? Is it right after they say yes? So the way the way it goes is you do the fearless agent listing presentation at the end of the nutshell close. They say, yes, Robin. And they did say that. They said, mm-hmm. yeah, Robin, you're the agent for us. You're You're different than everybody else. We like that. Then you would say, okay, uh, I've done what every, you know, let's talk price. I've done what every agent does. We do this thing called a comparative market analysis. The difference is I do it correctly. And near as I can figure, fair market value for for your house is somewhere in the neighborhood of, oh, I don't know, 700000 But I have an idea. And then you go into the uh, pricing presentation. So that's the lead in. At the end okay. of the pricing presentation, there's a close. And right. you say, so uh, I'll leave it entirely up to you. Uh, and they're expecting at that moment for them to pick the asking price. So you say, well, I'll leave it entirely up to you. How long do you actually want it to take for you to get your money? And then they go, oh, and that knocks them off their game a little bit. And again, they're already sold on you at the end of the four questions. They said they were going to list with you tonight at the end of the listing presentation like they literally always do. And then – and then. And if they didn't, you wouldn't be doing the pricing presentation. So then they say, uh, oh, uh, whatever whatever they say. And then you say, okay, um, I'm going to give you a recommendation on the price. Before I do, I'm going to give you a number that you can make your plans on. Then I estimate the net. Fearless agents use a particular formula to do that so that we're not letting them down later. And then uh, – you can make your plans on that number. And then I've got a little homework assignment for you to do, and we're going to do it while I'm here so we don't screw this up. And then you hand them the uh, seller property disclosure statement, which is a gift from God. Now they're putting pen to paper, just filling out, I'm aware of this about my house. But now the ball is rolling and they say in their mind, they go, oh, we're listing our house here. You know, they're putting pen to paper. They fill that out. you are now going on to the listing agreement and you're filling out the 7% and the one year and, and all that stuff. Then you go to the agency agreement. You're filling that out. You're going to the uh, through the stack of disclosures. And then however far you get through the property profile, they say, oh, okay, I think I'm done. They set down the pen. You take the the seller property disclosure statement. You say, okay, you pick up the pen and say, let me look this over. Then you go, yes, that looks fine. Then you turn it around, you hand them the pen, and you say, I need you right here at the bottom of that. Then they sign that and date that. Then I pull out the listing agreement, and and basically the legal language is I say, this is you here. I need you to initial right here for the lockbox. This is your house. This says I get paid 7% no matter what if your house sells. This says I get paid zero no matter what if your house does not sell. And this says you're agreeing to stick with me for as long as it takes, and I need you right here. And that's how I explain the listing agreement, because there's no other okay. part of it that matters. Okay. So, and while you were talking, and 
you know, I don't know if this will help people, but. No, oh, there's uh, no chance of that. Help people? Why would we start Why would now? Why would we do that? <laughs> yeah. Right. Come on. Uh, yeah. Maybe we should write that down. Should we help people? I don't know. Maybe we should maybe record it. Remo- yeah. Maybe it will help Ramon. Um, <laughs> God knows he needs that. <laughs> so, I, it's like, it's embarrassing, but I completely was not prepared there. And I can Hey, Sergio, Sergio, you're on the podcast. Oh, Dan, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> Come it's on, it's Robin. I'm going to have to call you back. <laughs> all right, no problem at all. Okay, see you, man. <laughs> Boy, he's, you're you're true to your drunk. word. You're true to your word when you say I will always pick up the yeah. phone, even if we're doing a little recording, a That's little right. podcast. That's right. Robin's oh, there yeah. about to sh- share her embarrassment, yeah, which we never tire of. No, we don't. Actually. We really <laughs> never tire of that. But, I mean, I'm. I see like all the things that I did not do and I stumbled. I like literally stumbled and um and I can see now why I got the email I got this morning and I had a feeling when I let them when I walked away without something signed, I had a little feeling in my stomach that I might have let them think No, I knew much. you weren't going back because they have time to think about it. Yeah. Right. And that and I kind of knew that, and I still, I think I was, and this is, I know it's fearless agent, but and, there was like. And they told the you, oh, we we thought about it, and we talked to our so-called real estate expert, right? Their advisor. Their advisor. <laughs> now, gee, let's see, who would that be? Oh, that's their friend who's a part-time agent in another town or a failed agent. Yeah, that's what they that's what they Or did. her father-in-law who was a broker and didn't ah. he had no the husband had no idea that the father and his wife owned the brokerage. Whatever. I <laughs> Is that right? He was a, a broker yeah. owner? He the said he said that her father was a broker and I in another state. Him. Yeah, or like he grew up or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you said, let it go. I didn't even go into it. I just kind of passed over that when she mm-hmm. said it. But then she was asking about pure realty, and I said, yes, it's a husband and wife that own it. And she said, yeah, remember, it's like my dad and, and his wife. And mm-hmm. the, the husband was like, oh, like he didn't get it. So I, it, whatever. You know. Now, do you have more questions, travel. Robin? Yeah, so we're going to hold you over till next week. Watch through the magic, the magic of radio, how we hold her over till a whole week later, right? It'll be like it was just minutes from Amazing. now. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. So uh, I just want to thank all of you. By the way, if any of the stuff we did talk about the show makes sense to you, and there's well. precious little chance of that. But if you happen to be earning less selling real estate than you wish you were and you're open to the idea of having some help with that, you can call me anytime like Robin does at 480-385-8810. That's my cell phone. And we'll just see if what you're trying to do in your real estate career and what we do at Fearless Agent, if it would be a good fit. If it is, you will get rich. Not not Bill Gates rich. Realtor rich is what I'm talking about, right? Lots of money. Uh, by the way, I want to plug Robin. Robin, thanks for being on the show. Stay on the line. 310-699-9528 is her phone number. She's in Austin, Texas. She's awesome in Austin, keeping it weird. And uh, 
until next week. By the way, if you're a broker owner and you would like to learn how to recruit producing agents, you can go watch a video at fearlessagentrecruiting.com and uh, then give me a call after that. But please do give us a five-star review of this podcast, no matter how bad it was. And until next week, have fun, be humble, most of all, be fearless. Thanks, gang. All right.